a community that has called udupi its home for the last 200 plus years is the saraswat community or the gsb community it has made made this place its own it has come into one in this place and it has contributed a lot back uh, to this uh, to the uh, the store storied history of udupi and uh, we touched upon it a little bit uh, in the last uh, few episodes but we are going to go in depth today is what uh, i thought so uh, the le- legend goes or the the uh, recorded anthropological evidence sh- uh, points us to the harappan civilization or the indus valley civilization as it is uh, more popularly known indus flows or sindhu flows in the current day pakistan in 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 uh, parallel to that there was a, there is told to be a sister river which is now lost uh, which some say is the river uh, saraswati which comes uh, comes out from under the uh, the earth in the triveni sangama but this uh, river is thought to have gone parallelly to uh, the indus and uh, uh, emptied out into the ocean in present day uh, gujarat or saurashtra so the evidence for that is a lot of settlements including the harappan settlement is seemingly at a place where there is uh, through rajasthan and all the way to kashmir uh, seemingly at a place where there is no um, river unlike uh, the unlike mohenjadaro and other uh, settlements which are found on the banks of sindhu so this region is thought to have been the uh, river saraswati and uh, after it dried up or you know changed its course or whatever uh, it is the people moved inward into mainland india again uh, let's consider for an example uh, for, for 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 the sake of the argument that the aryan invasion theory as we talked about is not true they moved into mainland india and uh, they are in different parts of india today or are in karnataka and kerala today or uh, whatever that is uh, i think you can lead on yeah into what happened next these settlers had a uh, you know name that they give they they gave themselves, themselves. today that is uh, the saraswatas because okay. of saraswati yeah because bank. of the river where they came from so you spoke about some settlements around the harappan uh, Uh, you know civilization so these settlers were also settled on these bank right. ba- this this bank this particular bank right. the saraswati bank so that's why they called themselves saraswatas right all right so uh, this small group of people that broke apart when the entire uh, civilization came crumbling down due to various reasons say these people moved as you mentioned earlier into the mainland of the country a uh, few people moved to the east few and a majority of them uh, uh, moved down south or maybe they fell in love with the sea we don't know <laughs> right so uh, those who went along to the banks of ganga are now found in orissa uh, bengal rajas uh, no not uh, i mean madhya pradesh and bihar and th- this is a very small community and it's uh, it's if you go through these places and uh, find out more about it the present generation will not even know that they are the saraswats right right that being said now they are called gsbs uh, which is gauda saraswata brahmana all right so uh, why it is so is because the small group of settlers who were on the banks of river saraswati had one a leader of the community or uh, a seer or a religious leader we don't know it is not very clear all right 
it is just mentioned in the scriptures that he was a person called gaudapadacharya that's where because we are the followers of him we get the name or uh, gaudapadacharya uh, gauda saraswata brahman uh, what the the story goes that there wa- there was a drought okay uh, in 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 the village in the settlement so and there was a small puddle of water with one small fish all right so when again it's a mythological uh, story it it may not be true or it could be an exaggeration of what happened in reality so this uh, gaudapadacharya he asked the fish if he can eat it to survive and the fish says okay you can eat me but you can eat only the body part okay leaving the fin and the head of the fish as it is and you can use it to feed the rest of the people and he did it for continuously 18 days okay and his uh, it is said that uh, his power was such that once he ate the fish he joined the head and the tail again and that fish became alive and went back into the puddle so that he could eat it later okay so on the 18th day the river uh, got rejuvenated somehow and the uh, village flourished again uh, and they could survive for few uh, more uh, years then uh, due to various reasons uh, they started coming down and then they had this community has influence in to in themselves uh, from all these places they have uh, uh, you know this tradition of uh, sharada uh, uh, the goddess sharada uh, you know uh, uh, what do you call acceptance or praises right. uh, uh, or worship from kashmir then they have their uh, mostly they have their food habits from gujarat all right even they, mainly they eat dal and whatever uh, vegetarian it grows on the ground they eat it right. uh, as i've mentioned it earlier in the previous episodes then they came to goa goa was the final uh, destination that they reached okay because uh, 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 there again various reasons why they selected goa uh, mainly because in gujarat they learned trading right and they learned business right and goa was a port city to india even uh, uh, even vasco da gama found the sea route and he landed in goa first so for a long time goa has been the uh, port city uh, that's why because these were they were businessmen and the gujaratis had already established themselves in gujarat they had to find a new place to do business so they came down to uh, goa when would you place this in time uh, if you can i know recall roughly uh, maybe uh, uh, i'm just guessing during the krishna devaraya period of time uh, uh, i i i can't say that uh, because okay. i don't know with respect to indian history what could be the timeline but with the global history i think uh, during um during the dark ages in europe okay, okay. all right you always see this parallel when europe was in the dark age india was flourishing. flourishing so during the dark ages this is way i think in the 12th century or something right so in the 1300s this happened so uh, because i'm saying this on the basis of how old the goan temples are right right so temples And, uh, were if if i can make a small correction vasco yeah. da gama first came to koikode 
and yes uh, you and think that is the story but oh, it is not true okay. vasco da gama actually came did come to goa and he didn't even come to goa he was escorted to goa that is a whole lot another right. story right. i'll tell you about it in the right. okay. future podcasts okay. all right that's the news for me yeah and then there was a, a settlement uh, in goa for yeah. a long time yeah. all right so uh, that is why uh, there are see there are 98 uh, temples in goa which belongs to this community right. and they're all um, family deities yeah. okay in india we have a system where every family has its own deity, deity yeah. so uh, these are all family deities and it's uh, what do you call it? it 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 is properly structured now in goa uh, when they finally settled down in goa right. it was earlier called gomantak gomantak all right so uh, then the life went on uh, and slowly uh, uh, india was open to the europeans and we have to fast track this uh, timeline to when the portuguese came to uh, india yeah. with uh, vasco da gama himself yeah. in 1453 so uh, portuguese made their capital or their base as goa and uh, unlike the east india company of the british the portuguese went into uh, mass and brutal forms of conversion into a religion that they call uh, you more know civilized yeah more civilized because uh, they felt we had something like the the four work system of the varnas yeah. okay even in this uh, gsb community uh, even uh, i should not be saying this but uh, again uh, what is history is history so the splits happened with the certain misunderstandings and uh, Uh, you know with the conservative mindset, mindset of that time into uh, rajapuri saraswats and uh, uh, Chit- just chitrapura saraswats and the gaud saraswats remained uh, as uh, the, 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 you know uh, as it is so these two sects uh, when this uh, when the gsbs were uh, very much involved into um, business and education the Chitrapuri Saraswats went into administration right and clerical work okay and uh, even today they're known for it yeah, they they the mind works so fast that it is their usp okay. and the rajapuri saraswats went into uh, fighting all right yeah so uh, our protection of the land like more physical labor yeah. basically so yeah that's uh that's a whole lot another topic which uh, <laughs> will require a different podcast altogether so coming back to the portuguese so they um were using uh, very inhumane uh, ways to convert people so uh, un people could not bear it okay uh, the community then they thought they should see this is not the only community to flee from goa right. but this is one of the communities mm-hmm. to go flee from goa because of the conversions by the portuguese so in uh, in about um, 200 or 250 years back from now yeah. from 2020 people started going away from, from. Uh, goa all right so then they uh, that's how they landed up in karnataka and it is very interesting to know that see their language has developed uh, throughout generations because uh, uh, until uh, eight generations from now uh, every time they uh, s- some or the other reason they have they been migrating 
all right so starting from kashmir till karnataka their language is konkani okay in, uh, named after the konkan region. region so the konkani language has uh, you know uh, developed and imbibed so much of uh, the local languages that they were entering to right yeah do you yeah no, no the, the, i i previously brought up krishna devaraya because uh, i for a fact know that uh, uh, the portuguese settlers they were traders at that time they were given uh, the port of goa and the area and some areas in goa as as uh, as a place to conduct their business by the then king krishna devaraya and the bijapur sultanate had brutally attacked them and uh, they had, they had come to the king for uh, you know uh, support and uh, and uh, uh you know help and krishna devaraya kind of uh, you know chased the sultanate away from there and from then uh 200 years later uh, <laughs> they start be- becoming the uh, this one that, that's 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 that, that kind of shows how uh, the the people moved uh, moved back into the protection protected areas uh, of uh, karnataka and kerala it it kind of sh- shows a uh, full circle don't you think right yeah see again uh, uh, the thing is they oh, the portuguese only started their conversions once they f- got their base as rulers right. and not as traders right right, right. so that is how uh, most of the things have happened in the past and even uh, until the present so uh, i don't want to get into that now what we'll do is um, we'll talk about the contributions and the uh, what the community has done in this area over uh, over uh, time since then i mean the manipal university has been set up by them the syndicate bank and the canara bank that are you know changing lot of lives since then and uh, uh, the food that that they have brought in the innovations in in uh, uh, food and innovations in the way we live the way we trade the way we uh, you know uh, make gold all all of this we can be attributed uh, back to the community and uh, what it has brought into the culture and into the fabric of uh, uh, karnataka or atulnadu or yeah this coastal karnataka yeah, region karnataka. definitely this you're absolutely true when they uh, you know uh, it is uh, you know a, sh- a huge shout out to them for uh, you, uh, uh, trying to better the entire region's economic uh, you know f- fulfillment fruits yeah. fruits yes but at the same time i would also like to point out that the community is very for now at least now has become a broad minded sex, sex, uh, you know sex, uh, sect yeah for uh, if you know there's a church called mother of sorrows right in udupi city right. okay and an interestingly that church land belongs to the krishna matha yeah all right the krishna pura matha yeah krishna yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah one of the eight mathas of yeah. the krishna matha establishment so krishna pura matha so it is known that uh, due to Uh, circumstances of the past where once you got converted where you were not allowed back into the community this was exactly uh, uh, 110 years ago uh, what happened was there's a man called Mr. Shenai right. all right so he went to the seer of Krishnapur Mata he spoke Sanskrit to him and he asked for a land a piece of land which Uh, you know for a place of for worship for a place of worship so then krishnapura mata gave the land to them to build a church so this shows that it was religiously 
uh, and uh, even today the church uh, you know sits on the land of the krishna puramata so it, it just shows that uh, the harmony the, of the yeah the, the 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 seed where they sown for a religious harmony as well 